0: Welcome to I Have Issues, I'm Lucifer Storm, and I've got one quick question for you. That's right, you. How are you? How the devil art thou? Hopefully, you're keeping well and keeping safe. Before I introduce this week's guest, I do just want to let you know that this show is brought to you by Malice Bazaar, an online Etsy store that deals with morbid curiosities, ranging from unique upcycling to taxidermy. In fact, my friend John Doe comes from Malice Bazaar and you can find a link to Malice Bazaar in the description box down below. But before you click that link, I do just want to warn you that what Malice Bazaar sells is not suitable for children, the easily offended or the faint of heart. So there's going to be some people who are watching this who know who you are and there's going to be some people who don't know who you are. So for the people who don't know who you are, do you want to let everyone know who you are and what it is that you do?
1: yeah i do a lot of things so let's see i am lola the indie princess uh i am the eic over at indievolt.com and the co-publisher over at lastcallcomics.com. i am the host of geekgasm um, which airs every wednesday night at 9 p.m and is part of indievolt network um mm-hmm. and i'm the creator and writer of lore which is now funding on indiegogo
0: excellent excellent um Do you want to tell us what Lore is about?
1: Lore is an 80-page adult graphic novel in the style of Eyes Wide Shut meets Saw. Um, It's about this couple who go to adult parties, slash winger parties, and one of the main characters, Chastity. Her goal in life is to get into this all-exclusive party called Lore. To do so, she has to go through all these parties, and she drags her husband along too. And they finally get invited to lore, Mm -hmm. and they find out that there's a deep secret about lore. And the only way to find out the secret is to back the book.
0: (laughs) Excellent. You heard it here first. You want to find out what the secret is? Check that description box down below. You'll find a link to the campaign. So, where does your comic book journey begin as both a fan and a creator of comics?
1: I was forced into it, (laughs) but in a good way. (laughs) Good, and, good. I met my husband, and he's an artist and a publisher, and he brought me into the world.
0: Awesome, awesome. And what is it that made you want to write a, a, an adult comic? Because as you mentioned, it's kind of a cross between Saw and Eyes Wide Shut. So there's a there's a heavy horror element to it, which which pleases dark minded souls like mine. And there's also <laughs> uh, a, a more risque element to it as well what attracted you to writing that that kind of content
1: well i wanted to tell the story um there's a lot of sex in the book but there's a story before the sex the sex just helps the story go along yeah so that's how it came about a lot of personal experiences Mm -hmm. but with uh exaggeration added onto them
0: okay so do you think it would be fair to categorize the book as an erotic comic or do you think that's just an an element of it that it would be more suited if it was put into the outlaw genre or the horror genre
1: that's a tough question i mean yeah it's pretty adult so maybe erotic
0: okay Okay, but there's cool. a lot
1: of drama, suspense, thriller hmm. to it. So it's yeah. a mix.
0: Okay, that's fair enough. And, and you write the book. What is it that, that made you want to go towards writing rather than art?
1: Writing just came to me naturally. Um, mm-hmm. I used to draw, but that dream got pretty much squashed when I was younger. I didn't have a lot of support and all my drawings and everything got thrown away. So I really, I'll draw, like doodle here and there and stuff, but I just can't draw anymore.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard when when that kind of thing happens to you. I, I, I had an art teacher when I was back at school. And we had this one art lesson where everyone turned up and the teacher was like 10 minutes late he wasn't even prepared and he was like okay kids you know do do some homework or or something (laughs) just just give me time to get prepared and he was fiddling about with stuff and of course like all the other kids are like great i can skip detention if i just get my homework done now i've got 10 Mm -hmm. minutes kind of thing and i sat there and i was like well i've already done my homework uh i think i'm gonna read this issue one of spawn that i just bought and the art teacher saw that I was reading a comic book and he came over and he snatched it out of my hand and he just yelled, comic books are not art. And then he tore mm. it up into pieces right in front of me. And that put me off of drawing for well over 10 years. So I, I can really understand where you're coming from. But I think I always wanted to be a writer first anyway.
1: Yeah, I never really wrote when I was younger. I mean, I did poems. Yeah, um, I had a tough childhood, so I'd write poems as an escape of what mm. I was going through. So I really didn't have any ideas or didn't want to write anything, probably up until last year.
0: Yeah. What would you say is is your uh, most interesting writing quirk?
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no one's asked me that before. I don't know. I have to think of something. I'm not sure.
0: That's cool. I mean,
1: people. Cool. Well, my husband and a couple other people they make fun of me because I write everything in a notebook first, and okay. then I'll type it up.
0: I, I don't see what's what's funny about that. I tend to do that myself.
1: Yeah, they say it's double the work.
0: Well yeah it may be double the work but it's you've got that you've got that permission in a notebook to be rough and rugged and to make mistakes and not have to worry about them if you're anything like me the moment you've you've made that big mistake and it's like it's permanent you're beating yourself emotionally (laughs) because of it
1: and not so much me i mean laura took a couple times to get it all together Hmm. But I think it came out really good. I mean, up until I sent the, all the pages to um, my artist, I added like four or five pages the day that I was supposed to send them the script.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Was it, uh, was it hard for you finding an artist for the book? Because I know for some independent writers out there, they either have to draw it themselves, or they spend years just trying to find the right artist for their project. What was it like for you?
1: It wasn't that hard. I mean, I had an artist lined up, but stuff happened in his life, so he had to pass on it. And mm-hmm. then I approached one of a friend of ours who's an artist and told him what I wanted to do, and... He said, sign me up.
0: Excellent. Excellent. You can't have any better than that. So you didn't
1: have... Actually, my colours and my artists, so it was even better.
0: Oh, fantastic. So you you didn't have anyone that was interested. They looked at the script went, oh, this is a bit raunchy for me. I'm a bit of a family artist.
1: No, I approached two people. That's it.
0: That's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Have you had any um, negative feedback for the book like have you had people who have come across the campaign and they've been like what is this smut how dare you
1: not so much um i've had a few people just tell me well this isn't for me and Which is it's bad. not it's not for everybody yeah and that's okay
0: yeah absolutely absolutely Would you say that writing energizes or exhausts you? Because I know like, for some writers, they get to the end of a draft and they just want to sleep for a few days. And and other writers, they get to the end of a draft and they're there thinking, oh my God, why isn't there not more hours in the day? (laughs) But do do you find that you fall into either of those camps or is it somewhere in between for you?
1: My experience was all over the place. It was like a roller coaster. Because like I had mentioned, um, I added personal elements to it. Yeah. So some days I was like super energized and let's get it done. I I wrote 23 pages in one day mm. and then other days it's like, yeah, I can't do it today. I'll write like two words and super emotional. Yeah.
0: That's understandable. Uh, I mean, this this sounds like it's it's a very personal book for you. Would you say that it was kind of cathartic writing this book?
1: Absolutely. It was very therapeutic to express myself and get my feelings written down and just out there
0: yeah is that something that you always intended with the book to put personal elements in there or was that something that just happened organically as the story evolved
1: no the idea was to put things that i went through okay that's how the book came about that's why i mentioned there's a story to be told and the sex comes secondary yeah it's an actual story
0: yeah What would you say is your writing kryptonite? That one thing that comes along that makes you go, okay, I won't write today. I'll do this instead.
1: It's a toss-up between two things, either family or college.
0: (laughs) I I think that's the same for for a lot of people working in the the indies at the moment. There's a lot of them who are family people, and I've heard many a story where it's like, yeah, I was going to work on this page today. And then the kids... And yeah. the
1: dog and, and
0: everything else just came along and ruined that plan in a good way.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> sometimes in a bad way too. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: so what would you say is the best money you've actually ever spent as a writer so far?
1: As a writer, mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Um. Probably on writing books. Yeah. We have a lot of books around the house that how to books mm-hmm. that give examples on different writing styles and lettering and all that type of stuff. Yeah.
0: Did, did you find yourself engrossed with those kind of books before you sat down to write law?
1: I, I browsed through them. <laughs> I I didn't really read them fully, and I got the gist of it. I'm like, okay, this is how this person does it. This is how that person does it. Let me see what I can do.
0: Cool. Did you ever find there was a point when you were writing the book where it felt like it was the characters telling you the story rather than you deciding where the story went and the characters following your direction?
1: A little bit. Chastity is a character in herself, yeah. Yeah. I went in different directions with Chastity. Mm -hmm. I made her do different things, and sometimes I just, like, oh, no, she needs to do this instead, or this will be better. Yeah. So, So I felt like I was Chastity telling a story sometimes.
0: Did it feel like every now and then you'd hear like her voice in your ears saying, No, don't do that. I wouldn't do that.
1: Why are you putting that down? Yeah, kind of, yeah.
0: <laughs> I would never say that. That's too polite.
1: Yeah, because she's, she's pretty evil.
0: Oh, they're the most interesting characters, the evil ones. <laughs> I have no doubt about that.
1: She runs all over her husband. <laughs> I feel bad for him, but he's like, he does anything for her. So it's kind of his fault too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Some writers, when they sit down to work on a story, okay, sometimes it can be hard getting started. I think we can all put our hands up and say there's been the odd day where it's been hard to get the writing started. But once once the engine's purring, we tend to keep going and it all works out fine and like when we're in that moment that moment of being in the zone some writers feel that it's almost meditative like it's uh, akin to a spiritual practice is is it the same for for you or or is it very unique and different for you
1: um i'm not really sure i was in my own little world when i was writing yeah so it was very different like, I blocked everything out. I had my music playing mm-hmm. in the background, and I was just writing in, in my own little world away from everybody else.
0: What kind of music were you listening to when you were writing the book?
1: Uh, metal, rock.
0: The correct answer. Well done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> A lot of uh, Linkin Park, Disturbed, um, Atreyu oh Uh, excellent system over down i mean the list goes on
0: that that means i get to ask you the question that i've only asked a few people on this show and that is who's your favorite metal band and why is it lamb of god
1: (laughs) 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 as you like them but my favorite metal band that's hard i really don't have a favorite everyone Mm. always asks me oh who's your favorite band who's your favorite artist i I don't have a favorite when it comes to music.
0: Yeah, I, I can understand that.
1: But I Did do listen find... to a lot of Disturbed and Metallica.
0: Well, that's not a bad thing. Not a bad <laughs> thing whatsoever. What What's your favorite um Disturbed album?
1: I can't think of the name of it offhand. And that's horrible of me. <laughs> but my favorite song would probably be Down With A Sickness.
0: Ah, so the the first album.
1: Yeah. I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh,
0: Neither can I. I want to say that it's just called The Sickness, but I'm I'm not 100% sure on that one.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I should know this, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I feel horrible now.
0: (laughs) Oh, don't. It's fine. I do it all the time Where I walk around going, yeah, I fucking love this band. And someone says, name one of their songs. And I'm like, I can't. Screw you!
1: Yeah, you're put in the spotlight, <laughs> like, uh, and you freeze up. <laughs> as
0: a uh, as a writer. Would you rather be successful or would you rather be great? Would you prefer it that uh, law makes tons of money and you get to say, hey, I don't have to worry about how I'm going to pay the bills for the next few months? Or would you prefer it if, say, like 200 years down the line, there are people who still picking up the book and they're reading it and going, oh, my God, this is like a masterclass in how to write a story?
1: I would rather have it be out there, have pe- as many people read it as possible.
0: Good answer. Good answer. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, a, a, a book exists to be read. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who are some of your, your favorite writers that inspired you whilst you were writing this book?
1: That's a horrible question. No. Yes,
0: it is. It is. <laughs> it's not one that I have written down, but I'm throwing no, it out there the anyway. The problem
1: is I don't have a favorite writer.
0: Oh, well, that's okay.
1: And I know when people see this, they're going to be like, how dare you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, screw them.
1: <laughs> so I really can't answer that question because I don't have a favorite writer. Like, oh, that's I can't even of... think of one right now, and that's the problem.
0: It's okay. I, I I know plenty of people who are the same. They don't have a favorite writer. They just They either like reading or they don't, and they don't think beyond that. And that's fine, each to their own at the end of the day.
1: I mean, growing up, besides comics, if you don't put comics into it, um, I read a lot of Zane books. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know who Zane is. No idea. Uh, erotic author.
0: Okay.
1: So I read a lot of those. So maybe that's where my inspiration comes from a little bit too.
0: Cool. Cool. And what is it that made you wanted to make the like the book an adult book, especially when it comes to comics? Because the, you know, there's there's not many comics out there that can be put into kind of like the erotic category. There is a history of them, sure, but yeah. th- there's not a huge abundance of them.
1: That's why I did it. I Excellent. wanted. I'm actually starting my own adult publishing company, and I'm going to produce adult content there's not that many adult comics out there anymore, hmm. and I think it should come back.
0: I agree. I don't think there's anything wrong with adult comics being out there. Um, how would you feel if someone described your your book as being pornographic? Is that something that would that would upset you, or is that something that would make you go, eh. You probably,
1: because eh. it is. <laughs> And the, there's some graphic scenes in there, mm. so if they want to consider it, that, I mean, that's their opinion. Yeah, it is adult. It is that has sex, so however you want to classify it, go ahead.
0: Cool, cool. That's fair enough. Um. Did you ever, whilst you were working on the book, was there ever a point where you were writing a scene, especially one of the sex scenes, and you looked back at it afterwards and went, oh, I went a bit too far there. Maybe I should read it in a
1: little bit. No, never. Sometimes <laughs> I think I didn't go far enough.
0: Oh, and when you had those moments, did you rewrite the scene so that it went further, or did you go, I don't think it went far enough, but I'm going to leave it as it is?
1: A uh, mixture of both. Some parts okay. I left alone, some parts I added to.
0: Okay. Okay. Did you hide any secrets in the book that only you and a select few people will uh, recognize? But people like me, if I read the book, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't blink twice at
1: it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. There's probably a few. Yeah. yeah. Um
0: what are some of the key themes and messages that you tackled in this book, if you don't mind me asking?
1: A lot of it was personal. So, I mean, what do you mean by themes? Can you explain that a little bit?
0: Well, look, like it's very common in, in some stories, like, like in superhero stories, the theme of duality having to deal with like the dual life, that that could be considered a theme uh in in the book that i've been working on called lady satan uh one of the themes explored in it is the idea of people aren't haunted by the dead they're haunted by the living and the memories that are that are left with them because of the people that they've met Mm -hmm. who have been who have been living so did you have anything like that in the book or is that just something that you you didn't really pay much attention to
1: I didn't really pay much attention to, but I mean, I th- think back on it, maybe it's not always what it seems like. Okay. Don't always go for something just cause it looks good. It might yep. not be.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, what were some of the key challenges that you faced when you were writing this book?
1: dialogue
0: okay
1: that was an issue sometimes i got stuck up on that like what should be said here how does this sound yeah but in the end it came up i think i did a really good job
0: excellent excellent so if you had to describe your your writing or your writing style in three words no more no less what three words would you pick and why?
1: Hmm. My writing style? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Do you ask me all kinds of questions that no one asked me before? <laughs>
0: <laughs> then my job is done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's different. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I have three words, but it is different. Uh, adult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It's just different for me. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I've read other people's stories and seen different scripts, and I don't think I write like how they write. Yeah. i I just have my own little way of doing things
0: hey if it works then there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever
1: yeah and it came out really good i was after i wrote my script i was pretty proud
0: excellent excellent
1: and i had of course i had to show it off to a couple people
0: (laughs) of course of course it's it's always the way isn't it it's like i really like this someone needs to read it now I can't wait months for an artist to draw it. That's just silly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, Let me see if I can add some more words. Uh, Mysterious might be one. It is mysterious. Uh, Sort of dull, but more provocative. Yeah. Say that.
0: Cool. Cool is this book going to be like the first in a series or is it a standalone one and done kind of story?
1: It could be either. I left it. So if I wanted to add onto it, I could, Yeah. or it could just be, that's it.
0: Okay. That's, that's fair enough. Do, Do you have any plans for your next book or are you just focused on this one for now and getting this one funded?
1: Um, I have other books in the process right now, um, but my main goal right now is just to finish lore up, get it funded, and then worry about the rest of them after that.
0: That's fair enough. That is absolutely fair enough. I have about
1: four scripts that are halfway done, so.
0: (laughs) Welcome to the world of being a writer. (laughs) I, I like to call those the story bank. I'll get to them later when I'm really desperate and I haven't got anything new to write and there's something already half written. It's in the bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what What's the marketing and promotion been like for you doing this book? I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of people in the indie scene. You know, they've got their science fiction books. They've got their superhero books. They've got their horror books. And, you know, it seems to be fairly easy for them. But it must be quite difficult for you, considering that your book is for adults and adults only.
1: Yeah. When it comes to advertising it, I have to pick and choose, like, what I want to say, what I want to show. Hmm. Um, Two of the side books that come with lore, like, I can't even show them off. You can just see the cover because they're really adult too and there's no like <laughs> safe page but I haven't really had an issue I mean I didn't get a uh, tag for spam yesterday on Facebook right that kind of upset me but I'm like yeah whatever it, I haven't I thought, had much issue so no
0: that's that's good as long as you're getting out there and promoting it to people and people are backing it you know that's yeah. that's the main thing I mean like you yeah, said no, that, like Oh, go ahead. Uh, like yeah, like you said, there, there doesn't seem to be an abundance of adult-themed uh, comic books out there, and I'm sure there's there's going to be quite a huge audience for that kind of thing.
1: I'm I'm hoping so. It's slowly building up, and mm. I'm happy with the progress that's being made on the campaign. Excellent. And Excellent. a lot of people are sharing out my links and what I've shared, so it's getting out there.
0: Good, good. Hopefully the people watching this, they're already checking it out and considering backing it for you.
1: Yeah, it's an awesome book and they won't be disappointed at all.
0: Excellent. They'll be wanting more. (laughs) (laughs) Did you um, find that whilst writing the book, you had moments of writer's block? And if you did, what, what did you do to overcome it?
1: Yeah, there was a few times I did, like... I would just stare at the paper like what am I supposed to write and I couldn't so I would just take a break walk away from it do something else that I needed to get done and then I came back to it when I had an idea in my head
0: cool cool what what do you like to do when you're not writing what are the what, what are some of your your favorite hobbies and activities
1: I like designing things um and uh, photography. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to school for both graphic design and photography, so those are my hobbies.
0: Excellent, excellent. Well, we're coming towards the the, the end of the show, uh, which is which is my politer way of saying I'm running out of questions. <laughs> <laughs> But there is one question that I'm going to ask you in a second because I ask everyone who, who comes on this show this particular question. And there's quite a few people who watch this show because they know what the last question is going to be and they always like hearing everyone's answers on it. Um but before I before I get to that question, I just want to say it's been absolutely awesome getting to sit here and talk to you about your book. And like I said, there's a descript- there's a link in the description box down below for the people who are watching this. So please go. Go check out the campaign and consider backing this book. It would be really great if you did.
1: Yeah, so, I just wanted to say one thing before you ask me that question.
0: Oh, please do.
1: Like I mentioned, I, there's a lot of personal experience in that for, in this book for me. Hmm. But unlike Chastity, uh, I, I am not a swinger. I don't go to adult parties unless pretty girls are involved. <laughs> <laughs> so the the dot parties and stuff was exaggerated yeah i just want to make that clear for everybody <laughs>
0: <laughs> no that's fine that's absolutely fine um obviously obviously i it's been great talking to you and i would love to get you back on the show at some point in the future if that's cool with you
1: yeah anytime
0: excellent Excellent. Well, here comes the final question. Sometimes this gets people going off on a right tangent. So so if you feel <laughs> that way, please just let it happen. Just let it go. <laughs> Do you believe that there is much truth in the idea of the tortured artist? Hmm.
1: Maybe. Okay. Sorry, I don't have a big tangent for you.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's all right. I mean, in all the time that I've been doing this show, I think only one person has ever responded with a yes or no, and then just left it there, kind of thing. Uh, you know, it's it's something that I I like to ask people because I think everyone's got their own perspective on the question, their own perspective on what, what, what a tortured artist really is.
1: Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. I mean, everybody has their own idea or opinion. So maybe. I think everybody everybody's tortured in their own way. Yeah. So I'll leave it like that.
0: Well, that's it for this week's show. Thank you for watching and I hope you enjoyed it. I will be back with a new episode of I Have Issues next week. So until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, but most importantly, stay safe and stay awesome.